All right, welcome to another episode of Keo Conversations. My name is Mark Champagne, and I am here to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today, I am chatting with Brian, who just has this flat out awesome energy. We take the conversation of mental fitness to the trails in the world of mountain biking to provide a completely different perspective on reflection. I met Brian actually on a mountain biking trip in Quebec earlier this year. Um, I didn't know who he was. One of the one of the guys in our group recognized him from his uh, popular YouTube channel, and. You know, long story short, there was just this incredibly infectious energy about Brian. Um, kindness, happiness, positivity was just kind of oozing from from his character. So, you know, I had to speak to him again uh, after the ride. And glad I ended up introducing myself and talking a little bit about what we're up to at Keo. Um, because it resulted in this conversation. And as you'll see, Brian's got some awesome reflective practices that he shares through uh, his life on the road and life meeting tons of people in different parts of the world and mountain biking and being outdoors and all of this stuff. So enjoy this conversation. If you are enjoying these conversations, please do give us a little love wherever you're listening. Stars, reviews, whatever you've got, thumbs up. It really does help. Lastly, these conversations, the whole podcast is really all brought to you by Keo, which is our daily mental fitness app. All of these incredible guests end up in-app to help you with your daily reflection. All you have to do is search KYO in the Apple App Store and it will pop up. Thank you so much. And as always, have the absolute best day yet. Brian, who are you or what defines you? Wow, that's a great, great way to start. Just to kick so, off your morning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a, I'm a mountain biker. I'm an entertainer. I'm a, I'm a YouTuber. So I create videos on the internet. People watch me go travel the world and ride my bike. And I try to inspire people to go ride their bike because I think that mountain biking is like the best way to get fit, to make friends, to see the world and whatever I can do to get people to do that same thing is, is my goal. I love it. I, and you know, just for, for the listeners, I mean, for, for those don't know, don't know me personally, I mean, mountain biking is a pretty big part of my life as well. And I I just want to set some context on, on how we met because, um, you know, I really believe on, uh, you know, that, that people show up in your life in the right times and, and for the right reasons. And, you know, here we are chatting and hopefully we'll be able to help people through your story and, and what you share. But what I wanted to, we were in, we were in Quebec, um, it was in August, I believe, right? Yep. Um, biking and, and one of the guys in our group knew you from, from your YouTube channel and in your work and, uh, introduced himself and whatnot. And then I, you know, I asked him, you know, who's that? And off you guys went. Right. Um, but then, you know, we were, the, the day was wrapping and we're all in the parking lot, you know, racking up the bikes and finishing off the, finishing off the day. And I remember turning to my buddy, just saying, you know, like, who is that guy? And cause, cause, and the reason I asked that was there's just this infectious energy that I could feel coming off of you at the top of that run, you know, having met, I mean, obviously you had never met Rich before. Um, 
And you know, he's like, well, let's just go talk to him. And, and, and here we are, like, have you always been like that, Brian? Like, where does that come from? Because it's, it's, it was just so noticeable that there was something there that like, I've got to talk to this guy. Like the energy is, is, is hot. It's good. He's nice. Like, you know, like, so has that always been part of your world? Man, that's that's such a funny thing you say that because I feel like I'm not a charismatic person, you know, before this. So, you know, before this, just a total normal guy. But now that I do these videos and I see people come up to me and they're so excited and they've seen my stuff, I feed off of their energy, I think. Wow. I think it's more them coming up and knowing that like, hey, you the second I make eye contact with someone nowadays, I can kind of feel and know that they're they've seen my videos and you know, they're into it. So that just fires me up so much because I live in this world where I just go out and I ride and I, you know, I shoot these videos and I edit them for hours at a time all by myself kind of thing. And to actually be out in the world and to see that they've made an impact. And it was crazy that day in Quebec City, uh, Sentier de Milan, I think we were at. And so many people came up to me that day. It was un, unreal, really, to see how many people came up in one day. It was the most I've ever had. Yeah. You know, my videos reach a lot of people, but even so, even back home when I ride, and most of the time, every once in a while, somebody recognizes me. But that day, it was just so many people. And yeah, I it, it just, I feel it. And it's the ultimate validation to know that my stuff is reaching people. So it just, it jacks me up so much. It just fires me up so much to know that it's reaching and that, that what I'm doing is making an impact and that, that I'm worthy. You know, it's, yeah. I think it all kind of comes back down to us wanting to feel worthy and loved. Sure. And there's something here with this kind of weird pseudo celebrity thing where, man, it's, it's working. People like it and it's, it's reaching people. Wow. I, I can't believe it. Well, so did you ever have that, that feeling in other areas in your life before shifting into, into this world? Cause we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your backstory later, but like, I'm curious, like when you were a kid, were, were you always the guy running around with a massive smile on his face or is this something that's just evolved because you've kind of found like your purpose or your place in what, you know, really gets you up in the morning? No, I, I think I have been now that you kind of frame it that way. I, I remember being in like third grade or something and a, another kid that was kind of, you know, maybe a kid that was more picked on or having a rougher go in life coming up to me and saying, man, why are you always smiling all the time? Like, <laughs> and that man, to think back and being like, what were we eight or nine years old? Like, how sad is that? That like yeah. he recognized in me and he must've been having troubles at home, you know, whatever his life was at that point. It was like, Oh man, I think back to that and just, it's, quite sad. Yeah. And then I think back to other times in my life, like, you know, one of the last jobs I had an interview for, they were all like, Oh my God, this guy's like so active. And so, you know, they were like totally blown away by my energy. I'm like, yeah, this is just who I am all the time. And I've never really felt like it was anything over the top or anything, but they seem to be so tickled by it. Sure. <laughs> well, it's nice to hear because I mean, obviously things have evolved through, through your life and through your work and all of that. And it, it seems like this kind of perfect marriage has, has come out of that, right? Like your personality meeting, meeting something that, um, like a lot of people can, can get some positive benefit from like purely just on your, your character and your energy. And then obviously, you know, the, your craft, right? So, so what led to the, led to the, led to the shift? Cause you, you know, you were the pots and pans guy, right? Before yeah. this. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, I just always wanted to build a business where I could go mountain biking more. That was kind of the whole genesis of this whole thing. And, uh, whether that business would be selling widgets, you know, whatever, whatever little side hustle, I kind of realized in life that if you really want to make an impact, you really have to go to work for yourself or, or really, really excel at something else. And, and, and working at a normal job, it just, just has a ceiling on it. So I was kind of looking, I was looking to see if I could build my own little business where I could just go mountain bike more. If I could do something so successfully that it, it actually lent time for me to have free time and, and disposable income to do these mountain bike trips. Cause this is all I ever wanted to do was go on these mountain bike trips. And that was before I even realized that, Hey, mountain biking, YouTube, that could be a thing. Yeah. I just happened to see one of these videos from by Nate Hills he had the gimbal and it's like a little device that kind of smooths out the video, makes the audio sound great. And I was like, what the heck? This is a mountain bike video that's watchable. You can actually hear yeah. them talking. Oh my God. And then I started looking in mountain biking YouTube and oh man, yeah, it just, it was a runaway train from pretty much the first time I saw that video. Well, it is pretty unique too. your, your style of videos, right? Like, I mean, before we started recording, I was telling you a little bit about our routine with the group of guys that we ride with specifically when we do like destination rides like that is, you know, after the ride, everyone's kind of grabbing a beer and, and kind of reminiscing of, of the trails we just rode. And then that usually leads into re watching a ridiculous amount of mountain biking content. Right. <laughs> and like, so having watched a lot of it, there's not a lot out there that like, I can't even think of any, uh, to be honest, that has your style right like that that inner narrative that you're kind of speaking first of all we're like how the hell is he speaking going down this <laughs> shit but anyway uh, besides that point um you know that style and obviously the clear audio and and just good video footage and, and the fact that you're a regular guy like you're a really good rider but it's not like it's like crankworks guys doing yeah. backflips, you know, off these drops and stuff. So like, like people can relate, I think. Right. So totally. Yeah. Like what was there a moment when something like that clicked for you? You know, it I, I'd already kind of studied YouTube. I've been a fan of YouTube. I'd seen I've seen this whole thing evolve and knowing that there's all these other niches. I'm sure there's a kayaking guy that makes full-time living <laughs> on YouTube. You know, there's bodybuilders, yeah. there's makeup, makeup people, there's all these different niches. And, you know, two years ago, mountain biking was still two and a half years ago when I first started this, the mountain biking was just a couple creators and nobody doing it full-time as far as I know. Yeah. And even now there's very few people doing it full-time, but there's a, a small cadre of us now. But it, it was just knowing that, like you said, all those things kind of come together. Being a normal person that has a personality actually is very magnetic. It's, it works. It, it's worked time and time and time again on YouTube for people that are just pointing the camera and talking at themselves, not even having, you know, something interesting going on like mountain yeah. biking and, and, <laughs> and doing kind of really cool trails. So I kind of figured if I could get people in, you know, hook people in and, and ride some trails, some stuff that they'd be searching for if they're searching for Moab. And then they see this video and it's like, oh man, this, either they'll be like, oh, this guy won't shut up. Or they'll be like, ah, this guy's kind of funny. And then bring them in and, you know, kind of keep doing it and keep riding and, and then slip in my own little philosophies here and there about how mountain biking is the best and how I really hope that people get to travel the world. And it's yeah. all my, all part of my secret plan. I love it. Well, and, and I think, 
other than, other than being relatable, I mean, it's actually super practical as well. I mean, I can, from our own group after that Quebec ride, I mean, we literally picked uh, our next destination and, and searched, you know, you, you had been there right? awesome. in, in Michigan. So, you know, we're, we're heading there next, next year. Um, and it's just nice to see like, okay, this is what's coming up. Like this is kind of our style. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of your missions, right? It is just to show people what's out there. Definitely. Um, and it's really cool that you're doing this on a, on a global basis, you know, overseas as well. So yeah, I'm heading to Tibet on Friday, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that should be pretty, pretty interesting. I've got my visa for China. I've got all my stuff and it's going to be super high elevation, but I, I can't wait to capture it and share it with everyone. So Brian, you know, you're, you're, you head to these incredible destinations, these first time trails for, for, for the most part, which is obviously very relatable to your audience and myself included. Um, and you share a lot, but I, what I'm really curious to know is like you as, as the rider and you as Brian, like what are the feelings going on in, in your body, in your head, as you're sitting on that saddle and taking in these experiences? I love this question so much because you know, it seems like an easy thing to do. You get on the bike, you ride and I talk and it is easy when it's fun. When the trail is great, the trail provides, you know, like yeah. the fruit, the fruit is just there and you, you know, you make jokes and things are happening and maybe you're riding with another rider that just has good chemistry and you're joking around and it's, it's amazing. It just, it's flow, just that, that mystical status, just like totally we search for on the trail, it's flow. And it's also flow for me talking and joking and knowing that, oh man, this video is going to be great. This trail is great. Just these things have happened, but I definitely go into it with not a ton of pressure on myself about like, oh, okay, I need to do this and I need to do that. I just, I've done it so much now. I think I've filmed more than 300 videos now over this past two and a half years. So I've somehow have this muscle memory, but when the trail kind of sucks and this happens every once in a while, it doesn't happen that often, which I'm super grateful for. And I don't know how it hasn't happened that often when the trail just disappoints and I'm yeah. like, oh man, this is, there's not much going on here. Then I start getting in my head like big time and it's like, oh no. Okay. What, what yeah. can I talk about? What could I say? How could I make this interesting? And the, the black hole starts and it's very, <laughs> oh man, it's, it's, it's a bad place to be, but you know, I'm very comfortable with, you know, I can edit the hell out of this video. And normally my videos might be 13 minutes long, if the video is four minutes long, I don't care because that's that if I've only got four good minutes, then that's what I'm going to put out there. But, you know, on a two hour ride or three hour ride to only get five minutes is like that trail must have been pretty bad. And I must have been really in my head like, OK, what can I talk about? Oh, what's this? So it, yeah. it's funny how it's feast or famine. And I've been pretty lucky or maybe just pretty skilled. And however, it's all come together that over and over again, it comes together so well. Sure. Well, I, I'm really happy you shared that. And if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind kind of probing in into that a little bit because yeah, I think that's really relatable to just life in general, right? I mean, when things are things are flowing and 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 going, you know, in the right direction, and things are just feeling right, like I think that's awesome. It, but it's when we hit those those walls or you know whatever we're faced with challenges and in this case i can totally see that i'd be like oh shit like <laughs> i'm putting out content here right like what, what am i going to do so how do you how do you get out of your head and i guess you know how has that helped you in your your regular day you know it, it's funny because i've been pretty lucky where i haven't had like thinking right now 
there's maybe one or two instances where it was like, oh man, I'm, okay. I'm in it. So for what, 300 rides that I've done to only yeah. have it happen twice is it's pretty ridiculous. So I'm yeah. actually kind of lucky and kind of haven't had to exercise that muscle as much as I might have to, you know, in the future or how much I would have liked to at this point. I, I wish I had had more failures at this point, right? Because yeah. the failures are really what build you up for the next thing to, to know, to get, to get very, uh, uh, what's the word like agile to, sure. to know, boom, something, Oh, I just got punched. I can punch back and, and kind of, and fall back into it. But man, it, it, it's very, very crazy that it's only happened a couple times and totally comfortable with like, oh, yep, it didn't work out, whatever. But all those videos have gone out and I've just edited them, edited them very, you know, yeah. tightly and no big deal. Okay. No, fair point. Um, one thing you did touch on that I, I wouldn't mind chatting about, because I think, you know, when, when people are looking on the outside, you know, they're like, oh, Brian's living that life that, you know, yeah. I only dream of and, and all this. And I mean, let's be serious. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, and there's a lot of people following your, your, your kind of every move and you're inspiring and all of that. But then there's the whole other element that, you know, that I saw right before we went to go talk to you and, you know, you sitting on the back of your, like the tailgate of the car, kind of recording the post, you know, recap of, of the day, you know, alone, right in, in yep. your car. So I'd like you're on the road a lot. Obviously you're seeing people at the at the shops and other riders and hanging out. But like, I'd imagine there's a, a large portion of time where you're, it's just you, your mind. And how do you, how do you process that? Right. Or, or let's just talk about that a little bit. I like being alone. Actually, it's kind of nice. Like I don't mind it so much. I do get lonely. Like, you know, that last road trip was two months on the road, Yeah, but the crazy thing about this channel is that I have so many friends, like deep friends and shallow friends and, you know, coming and going acquaintances. And it's pretty cool to all of a sudden have this whole world open up to me. You know, in my private life, I've only have a handful of friends and, you know, I have dinner with my family once a week, my mom and dad and brother and sister-in-law. And that's kind of my, my core people. And, but out here in the world and the, in the YouTube world, I have, you know, hundreds of friends, you know, tons of people that all over the, the world, basically, that are willing to invite me in and have fun and hang out and take me for a ride and share their life with me. But uh, yeah, it it is it is lonely. It is it is one of those things. But I don't get in my head too much about it. Because I don't know, I've, I've lived my life as a single dude for a long time. I've had girlfriends here and there. At this point, I'm 36. I'm kind of used to being alone and I kind of like being alone. Sure. You kind of you kind of get in your weird groove kind of thing. It's yeah. like, oh, man, what would it be like if I had a partner living with me? <laughs> <laughs> How would that work? But it, hopefully it will work eventually. Yeah. But yeah, the, the life on the road right now is uh, it's it's not as lonely as you think. OK. No, and thank, thanks for being on it. And listen, I'm I'm an only child. I'm totally, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm used to being alone as well, and I quite like it. Um, cool. Well, what about, because um, this this is something, I'm, I'm just trying to get behind the scenes a bit, right? Because yeah. of, of what people, I think some of the stereotypes people might have or perceptions they of, of people that have, obviously, large groups of, of followers right and i've interviewed different different individuals on like you know big linkedin influencers and stuff like that and instagram and i'm curious from your side because it's a little bit of a different like just knowing the mountain biking community like i'm maybe i'm naive thinking this but i'd imagine there's not a lot of like hate comments or 
a lot of negative stuff that that you have to deal with or or is there i guess that should be the first question if there is then you know what have you found uh, to, to help with that and i ask you that just to set some context i mean we've launched this app right i mean it's reached a lot of people but that also comes with a lot of criticism as well and like oh you're gonna develop this feature and that feature and you're just sitting there like man just spent like a year and a half trying to get this yeah. damn thing out right <laughs> and it's like okay just give us a second <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so, let's chat a little bit about that yeah it's it's amazing how little hate i get it it's pretty ridiculous i think at the, at first I got tons of positive comments, but the hate, the mix in with the hate was kind of there. You okay. know, it wasn't like it wasn't 50 50, but maybe 70, 30, 80, 20. And I think I just kind of trained people and I banned people, you know, okay. I just kind of had no tolerance for the hate. And now, you know, two and a half years later, so few comments come through that are like nasty. It's kind of crazy, actually, that so like that. I don't know what bubble we're living in in the mountain bike world or whatever it is that <laughs> it's it's pretty dang positive. And when criticism does come through, I always take it and I try not to let it penetrate me to the core, even though it does sometimes. Yeah, that's hard. I, oh, it's very hard. And, but I take it and I kind of try to separate myself from it and know that like, you know what, I, I think they probably do have a point here. Whether they said it the right way or not, there is always a grain of truth and criticism and it's something I... I I'm willing to take a look at and, and listen to. Okay. No, thank you. Cause it's, um, it is harder than I, I think a, a lot of people, cause as much as you say, right, like, okay, well, we'll, we'll disconnect it. I mean, this is, you know, these are comments directly on like, at least how I take it. It's like taking you taking it personally, right? Like this is your oh, work and course. you're putting everything into it. Right. So it's hard to, hard to disconnect that. But what I like that you said is that, you know, and there seems to be a couple elements here. It's like you set the intention, the atten yep. the intention from the very beginning, right? Like that, this is not going to be part of, of my world. And I think just doing, saying, writing, whatever, however you did that from the very beginning, um, there's some stuff going on there, uh, regardless of what you believe in and, and how this world works. And then obviously you followed up with, with actions on that. So that's um that's a really good insight and practice I think we could all probably use in, in different areas of life. I think you're so right. I think there is something to setting boundaries, setting expectations and oh, you know, I I always this always happens to me. It's like does it always happen to you? Are you allowing that to happen to you? Are you a doormat? Are you not being yeah. clear with what you want and what how you think the world should do and it's you know it's kind of a weird uh you know steve jobs had that what do they call it the ah, the reality bubble or whatever sure. that that thing kind of where you're like no this is the way it's gonna be and it's kind of weird how that kind of works sometimes and like nope i'm gonna i'm gonna stubbornly accept this and nothing less and then oh wow okay people have risen to the risen to my standard somehow how did that happen yeah exactly well it's always it's a magical kind of experience which um personally i don't need to understand it any further as long as it's working <laughs> exactly yeah, reality distortion field i think is what this the steve jobs thing was called yeah 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 <laughs> Amazing. Well, let's stay a little bit on that topic because I remember, um, you know, when we first started going back and forth about the podcast and and and, and featuring you on on Keo, you had mentioned in one of the emails that, and again, this is where I just, yeah, I firmly believe these type of things happen for a reason. Like I could have never guessed that you would have re replied with this answer, and you said, you know, actually, 
resonates with me because you, for the last, I think you said five or six years have been journaling or reflecting or writing, um, like pretty much daily, right? Yep. Every night, every night almost. If I, it's pretty cool. Cause I use the, the day one app is the one I've been yeah. using. And we talked about that, that you used it for more than 10 years yeah, yeah, before exactly. you kind of created this whole app, which is so cool. But yeah, if I look at my calendar back and just, it's pretty crazy to see boom, boom, boom. It's, it's quite filled in. So what, so let's, let's, cause obviously the, the, the listeners, um, of this show are into this and are, are looking to kind of expand their mind. And, and we talk a lot about just mental fitness in general, and this is one component of it, obviously. Yep. Um, so if we can get a bit tactical, leave people with, you know, just your process and like, I guess question number one would be, when did, when did all of that start for you? When did you see, you know, value on, on like kind of stepping back and creating some space for your mind? You know, first of all, I love this term of mental fitness because it conveys so many things because we know, you know, normal fitness in the gym is you either do it or you lose it, right? Yeah, you're not, yeah. you're never just a, a, a the perfect vision of what you want to be. You're only renting it and you can only have it for so long. So if you don't keep it up, mm. you lose it. And so I just want to give you kudos for that, that term, because I just love hearing that term because you, personally, I get away from it sometimes and get away from being intentional and get away from asking big questions. And you realize, whoa, okay, my life is kind of turned a little bit. And why is that? Because I'm not keeping up with my mental fitness. So yeah. sorry for that, that derail there. But no, I, I appreciate I just, it. <laughs> I love that. I love that whole concept. You know, for me, when I started journaling, I think it was almost more of a nostalgia thing. I wanted to almost time capsule my life and to know what was happening, what was going on um, in this day in history, you know, just kind of talk about what was yeah. going on. And, and this weird idea that, I don't know, my grandchildren or me 50, 100 years from now would go back and just pop in and see like, oh, yeah, that's what I was doing on that day. And that the idea of journaling was just kind of more of a time capsule thing to me than anything. And I just love that. I love that little quirky idea that you could go back in time. But then, you know, as I read more self-help books and I kind of kind of got aligned with, oh, wow, this journaling thing is is pretty powerful for letting your emotions out and just kind of stream of conscious talking. And it's a it's a great way to summarize the day and to to release the stress valve sometimes. And I feel like it really is an awesome routine and I get so much out of it and it's kind of so routine now that I don't even realize how much I get out of it. Yeah. So what, what surprised you most since, since doing it for the last five or five or so years? Man, I actually, I'm pretty surprised that I keep up on it so much and that it has become such wow. an inter, integral part of, of me going to bed. It's my bedtime routine. I pop in bed, I start journaling, I start talking and, uh, yeah, I don't know how many great you know, mental breakthroughs and how much reflection and how much, you know, work I've, I've really done through this process every day, but I know I'm more aware. I'm more aware of myself and my, and man, if that's one thing I just hope for everyone is to kind of, Hey, why do I react like this? Why, why did I get mad at this situation? And, and to take that step back and just be like, huh, okay. I had this weird kind of wig out moment. What yeah. was that? It, what is happening there? And man, if people can reflect and, and to have that, I think the world would be such a better place. 
I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's, you know, being someone that's done that practice for, for 10 years or so now, but now, you know, being really into it, obviously, and, and having other practices yeah. layer in, it's just that you nailed it with awareness and it, it, you know, you're, I think guest number, I think we're actually right on the cusp of, of number 100 actually over the oh, last, wow. yeah, over the last, um, year and a half. So that's exciting actually. <laughs> um, but the, th- the, the overwhelming theme of all these, these interviews and even side conversations on some of our packs is just this heightened sense of self-awareness. And, you know, everyone's on a different level of that, but it, it seems to be very much attributed to these types of practices. And, right, it's just such a gift. Like, I just feel hyper aware of yeah. knowing that, holy shit, like three or four years ago, that stuff was happening, but like now yeah. it's just clear, right? Yes, yes. It's so funny too when when I think back to mental fitness, right? And I think about the gym. So when you ask that question of like, what have I gotten out of journaling and stuff? I'm like, man, what? I haven't had like a, a breakthrough or anything. And it's and if you take mental fitness journaling every night as okay, I do 25 pushups every day. Yeah. So what? Like you do 25 pushups every day. What, what are you doing? Squats? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Like in the gym, you really have to challenge yourself and you have to keep pushing and you have to find your weaknesses and work on them. It's not just, Hey, I go out and run a mile every day. And that's kind of what journaling has become to me where it's like, wow, this has actually been a great conversation of what, how can I push myself a little more instead of just dumping my thoughts every night? Interesting. Well, I'm glad that's stimulated <laughs> out of the conversation. And I think that's where the questions in Keo yeah. are. That's where they're key. It's, it's, it's a step beyond, you know, you journal about your day, but then you guys have the questions where you can set them up or find different questions where those probing things actually get, you know, they, they charge you up, they react, they, they cause you to kind of fire up some different brain synapses. Yeah. Well, no, I think you, you nailed, because I mean, the, the, the product was created of, out of a kind of scratch your own itch scenario. And it, on my side, it was just, you know, now I'm doing it formally with these type of interviews, which is uh, incredibly grateful, but for, um, but before that it was just whether it was books or other podcasts or blogs and stuff, but there's always a question somewhere, right? Like our life is full yes. of questions. Like, where are we going to ride next? Where do we, where are we going to stay? Who do we want to be with? Like, it's just, our, our life's just full of questions. And, you know, depending on where you are on that, on that path, typically those questions change, yep. right? Or evolve. So, you know, that's the whole goal of like, especially with this conversation, right? Like, let's talk to, you know, the, the audience that can relate to writing, but there's so much more, obviously, as you can see that, that we're, we're, we're getting into, but maybe that story or maybe a question that you're going to leave is, is going to be the thing that resonates with someone and yep. just like pushes to kind of to the next level. So, so what, before I ask for your actual, you know, three reflective questions, like what, are you just free writing basically um, about the day that passed or is there like a few go-to like, formats or let's say, um, templates that you're following. I love adding photos. That's kind of my, my thing throughout the day. I love taking photos and, and I think those photos are such an awesome sense of place and what happened. And I just take pictures of weird stuff because I know I can always throw them in my journal. And then from there I just, yeah, I just free write. I talk about the day very chronologically. And then if something kind of 
got me, then I expand on that and kind of talk more about that. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's very meat and potatoes. Sure. Sure. No, it's, and it, I mean, what's key is it's worked for the last, you know, five plus years. So that's great. Definitely. Are there any, um, Brian, are there any other practices that, you know, that you, that you would label mental fitness that are in your life? You know, one of the things I've tried to do, and I, I, it's actually harder than you would think is like visualization of like visualization of your goals and like, what would your life look like if it was, you know, if your version of perfect or yeah. you would reach all your goals. And it's funny, you know, you try to do like a 10 minute visualization exercise, just kind of like, okay, I would live in this house or I would have this wife or this thing would happen. And it's actually a lot harder than it seems to, to build that image in your mind. And I think, that there's a lot to be said about building an image in your mind and, and having that, that goal to go towards and, and having it gravitate and pull towards you. And that's something I, I, I need to work on a little more. It's so powerful. I mean, I would say, um, just as almost as powerful as this meditation. Um, now I'm talking personally as something that I've yeah. adopted over the last couple of years, but visualization, um, has been part of that, that 10 year practice as well. And, um, the only thing I I would share with you, and this is recent, someone, someone shared it with me and he, the guy said, um, you know, I've never been more excited to go to sleep each night. And I'm like, well, tell, tell me a little bit about that. This wasn't on a podcast. This is kind of fresh content for the audience. But, um, what he, what he meant was he said, you know, that's when I do my visualization. So I'll go to sleep. And I'll just pick one thing that I've been thinking about. And like, it could be, I mean, I did it last night. It could be like a, a, the, the image of the house that you want to be in or whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter. And you kind of just, you go to sleep thinking and feeling that you're in that, that world. And I yeah. think two powerful things about that. A, it just, you know, it's not added time in your day. That's one thing. Cause I think a lot of people have a hard time with whether it's the gym or like you said, mental fitness. I mean, it's, you've got to take time out of your day. And, bef- yes. and before you see like what you're saying, you know, the benefits of journaling. I mean, it's a no brainer now and I'm, I'm the same way, but before you get to that, it's really hard. Right. Yeah. So, so this, I mean, you're going to sleep, so, <laughs> you know, you're, you're probably not going to wrestle with that. Um, and there's, there's some good science behind that as well. Obviously that going to sleep and putting your, you know, your subconscious into a, into that yes. frame frame of mind, essentially, uh, there's a lot of literature on basically your mind's working the whole night on that, essentially. Exactly. So I love that idea that it's just background, like, okay, how are we going to make this happen? What's the, how can we do this? And uh, just letting your supercomputer do the work for you. Yeah, no, exactly. So let, let, I mean, give it a try. See, let, let me know if it, if it helps at all. I think maybe focusing on one specific item might yeah. be the key because like, I'm thinking about, oh, my life and how my whole life looks like. It's like, okay, let's, let's just focus on the house. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a, a more manageable thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, the reverse of that is, uh, I might actually negatively affect your sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I want to get to your question. So, yeah. um, what are, and every guest has asked this, this question. So what are three reflective questions that you find circulate in your life, either on a frequent basis or, you know, during big life changing events where things like deciding to leave like the web development and and do this full time? 
Yeah, I think, man, my number one that's kind of re it recharges me all the time and really is like the core focus. It always works is who can I help? Who can I help? There's always somebody you can help and helping people always comes back to you. And whether it's, you know, an audience of mountain bikers or a specific person, who can I help is, is the one big one that I, if I ask myself that question, it can, it always comes back and it always, it always has a positive result. I love that. And it's, I'm not surprised you're saying that just, um, I mean, this is the longest kind of deeper conversation we've ever had, but again, going back to that first interaction on the top of that, that run. Yeah. It's, it's in you. You can, you can feel it's in your energy. It's funny because I think the, the next two questions just kind of pale, you know, they're just not as powerful <laughs> or, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, oh, you know, my next one is how do I get better? And I think if you're always asking yourself, how do I get better? It, so if you important. take the time to be intentional about it and, and ask, how do I get better? And, and not just a throwaway question. That's the thing with all these questions. Some of the most simple questions can be the most powerful if you actually give them power and you give them time to be like, okay, huh? Is it my video editing? Is it my humor? What what can I work on? Is it, how can I make my time better in the day? There's, there's always ways to, to get better. Well, it's, it's so true because, and this is what I love about power of questions is that there are time and places for, we talked about flow states, right? And, and like in those situations, yes. you want to be flowing, you want to take everything out of that. But at the same time, you know, I think it's equally important to balance out your life that you have to pull out of the autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. And create of space. Course. And that's where something, I totally agree. I think the second question is very powerful because something like, our own improvement or even just reflecting back on the week that just passed, like a lot of great shit has happened. And yes. there's probably stuff we can learn from as well if we take a couple seconds to think about it. So true. Right? Cool. And so my third question, is this where I want to be going? Is this where I want to be going? I think, man, there's something magical about intention. I think I think I lived my life very much in the wind, like you're supposed to get a job and you're supposed to do this and here's why I want this job and I think this is this one would be good because of this. Instead of taking that step back and being intentional, is this where I wanna be going? Is it, it, you can build your own life and I think that question helps you really build your own life and, and instead of reacting to everything like, oh, I got this job and oh, I got this and now I'm going to get a dog and here's yeah. here's my life. You know, it, it's so easy to just kind of go with the flow and the people who make a difference seem to hop out of the river and start walking down a whole different path. Absolutely. Last question for you, Brian. You know, as we sit here today, nice early morning. Oh, I guess it's not early morning any, anymore at this point. But anyway, um, morning chat. You know, what What makes you smile each day? Oh, man. What makes me smile? I, <laughs> You're I, always I smiling. A, yeah, I have a weird... I was just thinking about this. Like, I'll just really act goofy to myself sometimes and just really... I don't know. There's a lot of goofy things that I do, like the garbage man's coming. or I, it's, it's, it's almost hard to explain. It's almost embarrassing to, to admit, but I can really ramp up my, my goofiness of like, oh, I, uh, yeah. like kind of stuff. Well, you you can't it, throw a garbage it, example without explaining that. I'm not letting you I, off the hook there. I, I, no, I know. It's just, uh, it's, I, I've gotten myself into a pickle here because it's almost unexplainable. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
of just the, the goofiness of it, it's almost like if my brother was in the room with me kind of trying to make him laugh, yeah. kind of doing something and I'll do that to myself. I'll just do it to myself. Hey, I'm in the house, like being goofy. And yeah. it actually works. Like if you act goofy and you're kind of making yourself smile, it, it actually but can bust you out of like a bad move or some stupid thing that's going on. And it, it's so weird how, you know, a smile on your face actually does compute into being more happy. Love it. Well, I, I want to personally thank you for, uh, I mean, I've, I've had a smile this, this whole chat and, <laughs> and that, you know, that, that affects me, um, just like what you're describing. So thank you for that. But then most importantly, just on behalf of everyone listening every and everyone on your channel as well, that, you know, are getting a lot of really good life benefit from you putting everything you've got into your craft and being you and bringing, you know, raising the, the happiness around this, this world. I think we, you know, we can use more and more of that each day. And it's, um, it's a true pleasure. I'm, I'm really proud that to have you part of the, the Kia community. Thanks so much, Mark. I, I think there is something to it. Sometimes I think it's pretty frivolous what I do, but then when I meet people in the in the real world or get an email about how what I've done kind of inspired people, it always makes me feel good. And to know that, you know, there's a little bit of entertainment, there's a little bit of humor, and there's a little bit of, hey, get off your ass and go do something. Love it. 